you know, um, one of the things I think that people that struck people about that slap at the Oscars was the fact that Chris Rock looked like he was treating it as a joke as um, he was approached by Will Smith. He's like, oh, oh, here comes Richard. And he was laughing. But that might have something to do with the fact that he has a nonverbal learning disorder. He talked about it, quite frankly, on The View when he was diagnosed back in September 2020. A friend of mine said I may have Asperger's. I got myself tested. Right. They came back and they said, you don't have Asperger's, but you have something very close to it. And it's called uh, NVLD, nonverbal learning disorder. And one of the things is I have a hard time picking up social cues. Like when I talk to people, mm. I hear the words. But if you're mad at me, if you're feeling a certain way, I might have a hard time picking that up. Yeah. So, you know, he may have thought and and just based on his response to Will Smith walking up on the Oscar stage after that pretty, quite frankly, it wasn't the worst joke to to throw at a celebrity that I've ever heard in Oscar history. Uh, you know, he may have not been able to read it. Like, I think all of us had trouble reading it, whether we had a nonverbal learning disorder or not. But Chris Rock, even more so. And I think uh, that is why, you know, he he didn't say to um, the authorities, go ahead and charge him. You know, because the authorities have said, we were ready to make an arrest with Will Smith and take him out of there. But they said, no, don't worry about it. Um, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to charge him. Be I think he's still processing the whole thing going down. Lawrence Barnes is president and CEO of the Learning Disability Association of Ontario. Lawrence, we're just hearing about Chris Rock's nonverbal learning disorder, although he did talk about it in 2020. I don't think a lot of people knew that he had a nonverbal learning disorder. How similar is this to people on the autism spectrum? Uh, good question, Kelly. It's actually very close. So um, autism has a, a higher functioning level, which is Asperger's, um, and NVLD and Asperger's are very close cousins, shall we say. They're very similar um, and sometimes will be misdiagnose both sides of that spectrum. Okay. Is it, what's the testing for um, and the nonverbal learning disorder? Is it very, is it basically a test for Asperger's? And if you don't have that, if you don't check the boxes, then you're probably an NVLD? No. So most children that have learning difficulties of some nature would get what we call a psychoeducational assessment at school. And it's a battery of tests, Kelly. And from that, they would start to make a diagnosis. So that could show them up as having ASD. It could show them as having MVLD. It could also show them as being gifted. It's a battery of tests that look at all of the various skills and where they are in relation to their peer groups. And that's how a psychologist would make a diagnosis. It's amazing because Chris Rock, he, he is pretty brilliant. And that is what leads to his ability to understand words uh, if the correct words are used, he understands uh, the emotion that would be attached to those words. That's a big plus when it comes to being a stand-up. Can you walk us uh, through the signs of NVLD for people that may be concerned that, hey, you know what? I've had problems with my relationships. Maybe this is why. <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. Um, so early, early on in a child's life, it may come out, you may notice some clumsiness. Um, really what we're talking about, NVLDs, they definitely have a spatial awareness issue. So very often it may look at the kids a little clumsy. That may be a first sign. Um, then as you go along from that, you may notice that when they hear something, 
they'll remember it, but if they read something, they won't. So you start to see this difference between their basic reading and spelling skills and potentially math in particular, because math is sort of a spatial concept. I have two apples, I put two more apples in, I've got four apples. Those are the kind of things they struggle with. In adulthood, um, it may be managing time, um, directions, if you get lost in the car a lot, um, particularly in Toronto where we've got so many north, south, east, west roads, you might wonder why. Um, and problem solving, new situations. But probably the biggest issue um, in this particular case is the inability to read nonverbal cues such as body language. And of course, mm. 70% of how we communicate is body language. So if I can't read that, I'm going to have a real issue. And I think in this case, um, I doubt he had any perception of the threat that was approaching um, when Will marched up to him. Sure. I mean, he, he talks about the fact that he's he was a little bit, before he was diagnosed, Chris Rock, uh, with a nonverbal learning disorder, that he was a little bit like one of those squirrels, like always on edge and like always looking over his shoulder, like what's coming at me? And his anxiety level was through the roof. And since his diagnosis, he's been begun to understand himself. And because of his understanding, is able to communicate to people in his life, look, I'm really sorry if I come off as insulting sometimes. I I don't understand how you're feeling unless you verbalize it with me. How important of a... Um, a method is this to live with a nonverbal uh, learning disorder to communicate to people around you. Look, I've got a deficit here when it comes to understanding you if you don't talk to me. Yeah, I mean, verbalizing it is absolutely essential. Um, you know, we come across it most in workplace environments. Uh, we all know what office politics looks like. If you have an NVLD, you probably don't. So verbalizing it to your peers, hopefully a mentor maybe as well, Kelly, um, and also online support groups. Uh, Chris, in an interview I saw, talked about his therapy, um, being in online groups and hearing to other people that have got the condition. Um, and you have to build that support because otherwise, you know, you won't stop. Um, one thing about LDs, which is very important to state, is they are for life, right? They don't go mm. away. They, you don't cure them. You learn to live with them and you learn to work around them. And, of course, these are people who are verbally amazingly quick, clearly very intelligent. So we struggle then to, to put that alongside someone that isn't noticing that I look angry. And that's really the problem they have in their social um, undertakings. What kind of uh, stigma surrounds learning disabilities still? Because I, I feel like it's a very important coping mechanism is to tell people, like to cope, to live with it, is to tell people around you, this is my disability. But anytime you say something's a disability, I think there is room for judgment and unfortunately stigma. So um, is that keeping people from, you know, sharing so that they can actually get past their learning disability? I think it's improved, Kelly. And recently you would have maybe come across the right to read inquiry that the Ontario Human Rights um, Commission just finished, which is about really primarily dyslexia and, and reading in, in our system in schools. Um, I think more and more people understand that there are protections under law for disabilities, so disclosing is in your interest. Um, but let's be honest, any of us that have a weakness in life, mm -hmm. um, especially around people that are maybe very close to us and didn't realize, because an MVLD is quite rare. It's probably about 1% of the population. So the reality of that is that, yes, that stigma still exists. And unfortunately, we still run campaigns every year which are called Don't Diss My Abilities, 
um, because unfortunately disability is always seen as a negative word and we only tend to see the negatives that are attached to it, not the positives. And I think one thing from Chris's example that I think we can all recognize is this is a brilliant comedian. His disability has in no way stopped him doing what he was intended to do. You know, you talk about how um, the NVLDs or 1% of the population have a nonverbal learning disorder. That's what NVLD stands for if you're just joining us now. But, you know, there, I, I wonder how many people have been misdiagnosed as an, as being on the Asperger's scale because they're so close. Because you did talk about how, you know, there could be misdiagnosis at the, at the top of the conversation we had. And as you said, you know, you start to list off uh, symptoms or signs that you could have an NVLD. I thought to myself, oh my gosh, check, check, check. And the more you went on, I'm like, no, that's not a check. That's not a check. That's not a check. That's not a check. Could you be on a spectrum? Yeah, well, again, it is all on a spectrum. Um, I think the thing to say is, if you had an Asperger's diagnosis and you've got an MVLD, most of the things that would be done to accommodate you will work in both cases because they are so similar. Um, but MVLD, the problem with it for students in particular and parents is um, that the student can be brilliant. For example, they can stand in front of a classroom and give a dissertation and have a standing ovation afterwards. And then you ask them to do a basic math issue and suddenly they can't do it. Or they have these social... The thing with MVLDs that's the most dangerous is the kids become isolated, Kelly, because of their lack of social skills. You know, they're, they're not, they're not going to be great at making friends. Right. Um, and Chris because, Rock was bullied. Exactly. Very often bullied. Um, and that leads to isolation, which exacerbates the whole issue. Uh, where do people go if they want more information on this, Lawrence? Because I think, uh, Chris Rock, one of the good things about the slap is that we're starting to talk about some of the uh, issues surrounding it, whether it's alopecia that people are dealing with. Um, now we're learning about the nonverbal learning disorders. Yes, yeah, so we have a site. We have sites for parents and teachers. Our main site that people can go to and navigate from there is ldao.ca. I want to thank you for your time, Lawrence. It's been really informative. Once again, starting to check boxes and then check them off. So I might have to take a look at that. You know where we are. It's been my pleasure. Thanks. All Kelly. right. Have a great day. day. Bye-bye. Uh, Lawrence Barnes is president and CEO of the Learning Disability Association of Ontario. And I want to thank him for his time. Really interesting conversations coming from this slap that like, you know, we, we didn't, at first it was the act and how appalling that someone would act so inappropriately at a, an award show and so violently and abusively, you know, just outwardly abusive and have seemed to have no problem with it. And then all these different storylines are kind of coming out of that one event that I think could be helpful in some ways for the listening audience. So we're trying to touch on some of those.